Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Lining, and Todd Griffin. How do you like our new branding? I like it. Pretty awesome, mate. All right, welcome to episode 31 of the Play It By Your podcast. Let's uh, do the uh, housekeeping there on audio. Our home site, anchor.fm backslash Play It By Your podcast. Uh, you can also find us on audio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app, and most anywhere you find your podcasts, and that's uh, various and sundry other places. If you go to anchor.fm, you can uh, see all of our hosts. Actually, not all of them. There's some of them that are not on there, but uh, according to our numbers, Spotify and Apple are our most listened to or us. Uh, I don't know how you say that. Our most visited host, I guess. I don't know how you do that. But uh, at any rate, on video, you can find us on YouTube. Search Play It By Your Podcast. Follow our channel. You can see when we uh, release our new episodes. Of course, now we're doing these Facebook Lives. And we uh, certainly welcome everyone here. Kirsten's with us. Welcome, Kirsten. Kirsten. Mr. Cookie. Cookie. Okay. Social media. You're probably watching us on Facebook. Uh, we're also broadcasting out to our YouTube channel, uh, Twitter. I need to get our uh, our uh, Periscope on Twitter. We can broadcast out to our Twitter page as well. But uh, you can find us on Twitter at Play By Your Pod Two. Also on Instagram at Play By Your Podcast with underscores under all those words. Also, you can interact with us by email, Play By Your Podcast Twenty Twenty at gmail.com. You can also leave a voice message, click the link at your podcast provider. And uh, one other thing, uh, also in regard to clicking a link, um, we come to you hat in hand. Uh, we do, and I, I, I hate asking for money. I feel like we're on a telethon or something, but uh, I just want to say we do appreciate all of our, uh, all of our, earbuds as Brady came up with that term and uh, we do have a, a slight expenses when it comes to this and one of those things is the software you're seeing us on it's called StreamYard it's awesome again you can see all those banners we put on the bottom and the fact that we can broadcast out to different uh, venues uh, along the interwebs uh, as well as recording our audio and our video uh, through the software as well but Again, we do have some slight expenses. There is a way for you to help us support our product. And, you know, we're not asking for a lot. I mean, if each of you gave a dollar a month, I mean, that would more than cover what we need to do here. Uh, but, again, uh, we do appreciate you. We, we hope to put out uh, good content. And I, I guess enough of you like it that you spend your time with us. And we do appreciate that. So That Ferrari is not going to buy itself. Yeah, we uh, <laughs> yeah, right. We will also take cans of spam, treat, uh, potted meat, but it must be armor. Yeah, we don't want that low shelf meat. 
Jesus. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, you do have that uh, ability to on those uh, various areas as well. And my wife is here. So no telling stories on my wife by me or any of you. Hello, dear. Just realized uh, it looks like my forehead is moving. It's actually a candle. I usually do this by candlelight, and I, I just realized that it was messed with me because it looked like my hairline was moving. And it is moving. It's going backwards, but, I mean, it, it's not moving that rapidly. That's actually a candle on my face in case that was bugging anyone like it was bugging me. Got a candle on your face? Are you happy to see me? <laughs> I actually mess with the lighting myself. Um, my uh, LED lights here in Deep 13 were a bit harsh today, so trying a little bit different lighting so it looks darker in the background but it does not look like my face is um spectral and ghostly yeah or not it, as ghostly anyone that knows me knows that i am a uh, bit of a candle freak i usually have a candle burning every every evening throughout the week and then uh i do enjoy a good candle so me too i just bought a new one last night should arrive in the next couple days Brady, I would not call you ghostly. I would call you ghastly, but not ghostly. <laughs> I've been called ghastly. 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 G-H-A-S-T-L-Y. Ghastly. Yes. My wife might say I'm gassy, but not ghastly. Anyway, and I'm telling, telling stories on myself. Uh, <laughs> David uh, says, is it possible to sell some advertising to uh, some businesses or something we have actually, uh, we've talked about that. Uh, back when we first started, we talked about at some point uh, going out and seeing if we could get some help. Uh, we did. I got a funny story about that real quick. It was an energy drink that, um, you know, I kind of about repping. And actually it was spam. And all they did was try to get me to buy their energy drink. And they send me obnoxious emails. And this stuff after I looked it up is you know, basically a heart attack in a can and I could not a good conscience foisted upon our public. So um, <laughs> it was kind of funny when I went looking, it was not what I was looking for. So Eric, can we throw out there since uh, David brought that up? If anyone owns a business or uh, knows someone owns a business or has ties, you know, to a business, a local business, we would be glad to uh, trade a little back scratching and, um, I know a certain architect, wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we'd be happy to uh, to talk about your business and, and promote it for a little. Yeah, my judge smells there. Mm -hmm. You're no slouch, Eric. <laughs> You're a tremendous slouch, Judge. Sorry, Todd. I just rolled right all in it. On I see how you are. I'm trying to make us money, guys. <laughs> Not make us money. I'm trying to. You know, promote business and uh, pay for our expenses. But anyway, like I said, if you own a business or are friends with a business owner or just know a business that's just getting started and maybe looking for some, uh, again, some promotion. Or you just want to be a wealthy benefactor. Yeah. A silent All partner. Right. All right. Uh, enough of this money stuff. I feel like a harlot. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Harlots. All right. Uh, all right, we are in the order where our topics will occur. So uh, Brady and Todd and then me. So Brady, you are up. Okay, so, um, you know, uh, to be frank, we were a little bit concerned about this topic because it is a little bit of a downer, but it's very timely, but it's also could be very celebratory. 
Um, and you could probably tell by my swag I'm wearing, um, it's going to be very timely. But um, this is about a topic that is what celebrities passing, a celebrity death that impacted you. Um, you know, everybody has their favorite musicians, actors, politicians, even, you know, famous people that when they passed, um, it, it deeply affected you. And um, this is really timely because uh, yesterday the world lost uh, Edward Van Halen. And, um, you know, he is the reason that I picked up a guitar, um, you know, back in the MTV days where they, you know, I saw those Van Halen videos. And, yeah, that's what I want to do. And, you know, not only he impacted me, but, you know, he impacted music forever. So um, I know I got a little bit ahead of myself, but there's celebrity passings that really deeply affected you. And um, so everybody should have an interesting list. We're going to have different answers. Some might surprise you. I have the feeling that Eric, he always throws us a curveball on these. So um, because he is a bit of a thinker. And um, so... You know, I just kind of let us off with the passing of uh, Eddie Van Halen, who died at age 65 yesterday. And, um, you know, knew he had not been well for a while, but didn't know it was that bad. So, um, gentlemen, your comments? Uh, me. I'll, I'll go. Um, yeah, I, I obviously uh, saw that yesterday and uh, I actually saw it like five minutes after his son had posted that on, on Twitter. And, you know, I never wanted it. Would, never want to share anything like that until I see it's confirmed, but I, I kind of figured since his son was posting it, it was legit. I mean, you know, every other day there's a celebrity death hoax, um, and I happened to follow Wolfgang Van Halen on Twitter, and uh, so when I saw that, I immediately put that on Facebook, and I, I hadn't seen it on Facebook, and I thought, again, I hope I'm not starting one of those celebrity death hoax things, but uh, right. uh, yeah, um, again, Brady uh, came along a little later than you, but Eddie Van Halen was... Uh, uh, not in my playing so much as an influence, but uh, definitely I, you know, been a Van Halen fan since I started listening to them in late '80s, early '90s when I first would have started listening to, to even you know older Van Halen. But um, my list uh, it's kind of still happening, I guess, with this. But uh, yeah, Eddie Eddie passing hit me pretty hard. I uh, you know I went out and mowed the yard afterwards, and it was a kind of a time to think. And I think that one of the things that we always when we when we you know, on one hand, you know, some might say there are more important people in the world than celebrities and musicians and movie stars and things like that. And, and you know, that's that's debatable. Uh, but I think most of the time when we lose someone, when someone passes away, like the caliber of Eddie Van Halen or some of the other ones that we're going to talk about, uh, we obviously feel like a piece of our childhood has gone with it. And um, I think that's probably one of the things that probably affects us the most and, um, you know, myself, I was actually waiting to hear of another Van Halen tour. There have been talks about doing the whole getting Sammy and David back and doing that kind of tour again. And I was kind of hanging on to hope. I'm like you. I didn't know he was that bad. I mean, I knew he had been sick, a couple different cancers off and on. Uh, but not – not. I didn't know he was on his deathbed. And uh, so Eddie's probably my top three as far as uh, just weighing heavy on me as far as celebrity losses. All right. Yeah, actually, there was a stadium tour planned. Um, mm -hmm. The talk of that back in 2018, and it just abruptly those rumors just quit, and everybody pretty much agrees that that's probably when he found out that you know the cancer had come back and he wasn't well. 
very happy though that I was able to see them t twice. Uh, you know, saw them. Uh, you know, I didn't get to see them back in their eighties, but uh, I was able to see them see them uh, see Van Halen twice in the last ten years or so, and it was uh, glad I got to. Okay, we do have some comments, gentlemen. Yes. Van uh, <laughs> Halen says he hopes that Sticks outlives me or it might kill me, which. I'm Kilroy. 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 Thank you, Ben. Yeah, and you're probably right. Uh, Cookie remembers crying his eyes out in 1977 when the Elvi passed away. Or did he pass away? Mm. That Burger King in Michigan says otherwise. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Grand Rapids got uh, whoppers from the Elvi for years. So it's great. <laughs> uh, Dallas, Tom Petty as well as Kobe, still doesn't seem real. Yeah. I just realized that the comments are up there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. About that. See, that's there's our cool. software. There's, a, there's our software. So yes. These things that allow you to uh, interact with us, which is absolutely outstanding. Howard Williams says Robin Williams, and I, I agree. That was, that was He was on my list. Yeah, Howard. Yeah. Um, that was, a, yeah, definitely a shock. Yeah. Uh, uh, my wife. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm I was sorry. going to say we we don't really think of, you know, you think of comedians and funny people and people who's you know as a career make people laugh. You don't often want you know you, you don't really think about the fact that they're doing their job and deep down inside they're not as happy as what they make others feel. Right. Um, my wife, some random sort of rock, some somebody or another. I don't know. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. I, I figured a lot of people would say that, um, yeah. you know, because that generation of early 90s that they came of age with that music, you know, that hit at its peak and it was devastating to them. Howard Williams says musically John Lennon. Uh, um, I, you know, every time I see that uh, Monday Night Football clip where Howard Cosell announced to the world that, you know, John Lennon had passed and, uh, you know, I was too young really to be in the Beatles event, you know, being a huge Beatles fan. Yeah. That was a loss to the world. So Kelly uh, says princess die. Yeah. Yes. Also on my list. Uh, yeah. Um, not that I was, you know, at the time, I mean, I was pretty young. I think I was 20, 21 or so. Um, you know, not that I was a huge princess die fan or follow or anything, but it's one of those things where I think probably most people remember where they were, you know, right. when that, when that came across the, the TV screen, interesting thing, Cookie mentioned um, Elvis. Uh, number one on my list, uh, although Eddie Van Halen is quickly proving to, again, just feeling down in the dumps about that one. And, uh, you know, we'll see how long that lasts. But uh, for right now, my number one on my list uh, was Michael Jackson. And, um, and I, you know, I remember talking to my brother, who's a huge Elvis fan, and I remember talking about, you know, when Michael Jackson passed away and, and I was telling him, I was like, this is, this is many people's Elvis, you, you know, I mean, you got the king of rock and roll, you got the king of pop. I mean, right. I think to many people, Michael Jackson was their Elvis moment. So, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm going to give you mine and, uh, this, this is going to be, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I don't know why I never watched the show. Mm -hmm. um, and it just hit me I, I guess when it happened probably um, this death happened 
July 18th, 1989. And, and the name, and you may not even know from the name I give you, Rebecca Schaefer. Ah, yeah. um, can you give me a movie or a show? I, I remember the name, Eric. There's I guess it. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Brady. My Sister Sam. My Sister yes. Sam. Yeah. Was that in the, uh, sorry, go ahead. It, I, again, I didn't watch the show. I, I guess, I don't know what it was other than she was roughly our age. Um, I mean, she was like three or four years older, I guess. But we had just gotten out of high school. And this guy, I guess, knocked on her door. And she opened the door up and he shot her. It's like, yeah. wow. blank. I I think he had he was a crazed fan, obviously, but I think there's I have to reread the story, but I think there was something where she had already met him once, like and he had a picture signed or something. It was some sort of deal like that, and uh, and, and then came back. Um, I, I just saw that Linda Brady's mom mentioned Bob Hope and talked about you know him entertaining thousands of military people. I you know I I am obviously young to remember Bob Hope in his younger days, but I do remember Bob Hope and. And Johnny Carson kind of I would put maybe in that same, right. Uh, right. to me, that same category. Uh, Nikki Barr says Johnny Cash. Right. Um, Howard William brings up another musician, Prince. Yes. He took the words right out of my mouth. That that is actually number four on my list. Um, you know, because that came out of nowhere, too. You put yeah. Prince ahead of Michael Jackson? Well, that's a good question. Um. I can, I can elaborate on that because as much as I enjoyed Michael Jackson's um, music and, you know, he was part of my childhood, um, the baggage associated with Michael Jackson kind of tarnished his star with me a little bit. Yeah. And um, so, you know, and he had gone so far around the bend, you know, let's call it what it was. He was a very mentally ill man that just maimed himself physically and everything. And I kind of think the Michael Jackson that I grew up with was long gone. But, um, you know, Prince, I mean, that just came out of nowhere, you know, and Tom Petty also, same thing, just boom, there it was. You could almost say something you just mentioned there. You could, you said the Michael Jackson that you grew up with and loved was, was all gone. You could almost say then that we dealt with his death twice. Yeah, um, you know, very, very and, true. Uh, Eric, along the lines of your uh, Rebecca Schaefer, uh, this, this person that I had on my list is probably a little more – well-known, definitely uh, some mainstream hits. Uh, but Brittany Murphy was kind of that way with me. Uh, yeah. You know, not, I mean, tragic altogether, but, you know, different type of tragedy. This Brittany Murphy wasn't murdered by a crazed fan, but, um, you know, obviously had some issues and ended up with some some questionable people helping yeah. her and um, passed away at a pretty young age of, I forget what. I mean, there were... There were 20s. Things. Yeah, but I mean, there were drugs involved and illnesses and things like that, but yeah. kind of along the same lines, a young actress, probably close to my age at the time. Uh, Wilford Brimley just died, and I that one kind of... Yeah, I mean, we joke about it, but Wilford, you know, he was beloved, very well, beloved. I mean, <laughs> And there's no way Wilford wasn't in on the... I mean, he, he got the joke. Sure. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's why he sometimes said diabetes instead of diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> so, uh, my wife, he hurt. Makes me short with my wife. <laughs> uh, Finn from Glee. 
uh, my wife says. Oh, yeah, that. that was pretty much at his apex of fame. Oh, John Ritter, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Good call. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I'll, I'll give you one in memory of Jennifer Fiscus because I, I swear had I, 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 I don't know where I would have ranked in regard to this guy passing away, but uh, the crocodile hunter. I mean, she, yeah. she went he was, for two weeks. He was on my list. Well, yeah. and, and let's be honest, as far as shocking deaths, I mean, you got a guy who wrestled alligators and crocodiles and snakes and everything else, and, and then a, a stingray, you know, ends up killing. I mean, that's that's about as freak of a of an yeah, accident. Because I had swam with stingrays before. And yeah. Give, give you the whole thing mm -hmm. down there in the Caymans about, Oh, well, no one's been injured in 87 years from thing right Yeah. Thing. I go, okay, um, whatever. I'd actually gone snorkeling post-crocodile hunter and um, saw a sting right in there, and I, 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 that flashed through my mind. You know, I, I'll be honest. It was kind of like, ah. But, um, you know. Uh, you know, another, another one that really bothered me for a long, long time uh, was uh, Heath Ledger. Um knew that was that was probably one of the few actors that that kind of bothered me and i and i this is going to sound very weird and probably a little shallow i don't know but uh you know he was so good in as the joker and it, it, he he was so good that it was hard to believe that that person playing that role was no longer alive you know what i mean that i think right. that's you know not that his death wouldn't have been tragic alone but when you coupled it with that great that performance, performance. Yeah, and, and and then when you throw in the fact that when you read about how in character he was, and he wasn't right while he was playing that character, you know, he would he was, you know, the method acting he was, and and maybe even somewhat. I mean, I don't know exactly where they were. I mean, I had just heard he pretty much ran himself down and was not very good as far as when right. he was filming that. And uh, you know, who knows if that contributed? You know, if he poured everything he had into that, and it made him weak when it comes to when it came to uh, substances. Kirsten chimes in with Paul Walker. Also on my list, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was in the way that he went. Yeah. Um, with the Fast and Furious movies, that was just like really just so odd. Yeah. Um, one that I haven't mentioned yet. Um, call on uh, Heath Ledger. Um, Glenn Fry of the Eagles when he that, passed that away. That was pretty shocking. That, it, and I, that, I still think about that time time because not only, you know, the Eagles, I'm a huge Eagles fan, but I had always hoped that, you know, I was going to catch the Eagles on tour. I'd never got to do it, and I'd banked on it. And then when he passed, it's like, oh, I'm never going to get to see them. I, I was fortunate I did get to see them. Uh, yeah. Of my wife who had bought those tickets. Um, but I, I will say it's something about Glenn Fry. Maybe I was just off base. And I don't know why I thought this, but Glenn Fry just never seemed to age. Uh, oh no, no, you know, yeah, he looked the same. And um, <coughs> excuse me, I did not realize that. You know, just recently I read how sick he was that he had rheumatoid arthritis and was just suffering. You know, just like those last few tours that you know he was really physically suffering, and there was like. You know all the side effects from the medication he was taking and everything really took its toll. Um, so I, re I remember one of the first celebrity deaths that kind of got to me, and um, I, I don't know. You would have to look up the year, 
so I would have been pretty young. And, and, and I don't even know if I heard about it, like when it happened or if there's something I read about when I was a little bit, or I heard about when I was a little bit older, but the, uh, I'm probably going to mess the name up. Uh, but I think it's Heather O'Rourke. Heather Rourke. Rourke. Heather or, Rourke. Um, yes. the, uh, the young girl from the Poltergeist movies and, uh, her passing away. And then when you read about, you know, her, her sickness and stuff and what she went through, that was pretty, pretty terrible. And in, in actuality, that, that whole, uh, there was some weird stuff with that whole cast. I mean, she passed away. I'm pretty sure the older sister was murdered um, yeah. in a, by a by a boyfriend or something. Uh, so definitely some, which kind of ties into the Rebecca Schaefer. Um, right. You know. She was also Fonzie's stepdaughter on Happy Days in the later years. Uh, Heather Rourke was? Heather Rourke, yeah. yeah. Wow. So what year was it when she passed away? Is anybody, can anybody find that? It was the eight. Four, something like that. When? Eighty-four, I think. So, see, I probably didn't. I probably don't remember hearing. I might have seen it on the news. I would have been about seven at that age, or at that in that year. Uh, no, nineteen eighty-eight. Sorry. Okay. Oh, okay, so I probably, yeah, I probably do remember hearing about it when it actually happened. Um, I have to mention, you know, where like I got very emotional was when Ronald Reagan passed away. Yeah. Yeah, that like hit me hard. Of course, he had been in poor health for a while. Right, right. Not necessarily a surprise, but a... Just, yeah, I mean, you talk about part of your childhood and life and, you know, yeah. somebody who's larger than life and heroic. Yeah, Do Dominique Dunn was her older sister, and I yeah. remember reading about that as well. Yeah. I think she was an actress, too, if I'm not mistaken. Who? Yeah. Dominique Dunn, the, the sister of Heather Rourke. Yeah. Howard, in the movie, you're right. Um, yeah. There. Uh, Darren's Amanda Peterson. Hmm. I, Amanda Peterson. Can, was she in uh, Can't Buy Me Love? Was that her? I, I know the name. I just can't quite. Or was that the girl in? Was that the girl in Meet the Falkers? Oh, she wasn't. She was the one in Can't Buy Me Love. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, um, I, I liked her a lot. So, yeah. one thing that I thought I would bring up on this topic is kind of miserable and uh, and you know sad as it is. Uh, unfortunately, there are people or celebrities and uh, and you know that I grew up with that if yeah that was her yeah. yeah if if things go as they planned obviously and people get old and and you know pass away of natural causes whatever um there are some some people that i grew up with that i think will really hit me hard um and number one is larry bird i i often think about when the day larry bird passes away will probably affect me more than any any other uh celebrity athlete whatever you want to call it um and you know hopefully we're many many years away from that but right. that's the that's my that's on my list of if I'm alive when he passes away, it's going to uh, really affect me. You guys have somebody on the list like that for you? Well, uh, Ben already said sticks. <laughs> any, any member thereof, I guess. But uh, Would there be a hierarchy of... <laughs> that's kind of... Yeah, hey, I mean... <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. I get it. I get it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, drummers and bass players, it doesn't... I mean, you know... 
<laughs> By the way, happy birthday, Devin Kennedy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of drummers, drummers. who are old, old. <laughs> uh, happy 50th to our, our drummer, Mr. Devin Kennedy. Um, so every, you, a lot of people are turning 50 here in the next year or so. The, the hell you say. <laughs> Uh, no. And by the way, to throw a bassist in there, Ricky Phillips, the bassist of Sticks, turned 68 today. So. Really? Oh, wow. As well. But, you know, Todd, your question, I've always said that, and I'm not, Eddie Van Halen's passing. Would yeah, affect me we, we talked I'm, about that. We've we had that conversation. That. Yeah. yeah. Because, well, and, and I'm going to, Brady, not to make it sound like you, you know, I mean, but we've, we've talked before, and Brady, I've heard you say that one of these days, we're just going to see on the news that Eddie passed away. You know what I mean? It's going to be, yeah. you called it exactly like it, but not recently, but over the years you've said that, right. you know, because, because he had the health, you know, he had the mouth cancer or he had, you know, right. um, uh, I guess lung cancer is kind of what finally, uh, did him in. But you've said on several occasions that we'll just wake up one morning and that it'll be on the news that Eddie Van Halen passed away. Cause he was a low key private guy, you know, yeah. it wasn't music related. You didn't, hear about him he kept a low profile mm-hmm. hey guys our, our our timer went off uh, yes yes hear these other comments here chris farley from kyle oh, oh yeah good, good one good how's way. it going kyle uh got uh joe vaughn is norman greenbaum still alive or is he the spirit <laughs> in the sky <laughs> joe damn you joe thank you joe you can follow hey, me on the inter- uh, interwebs George Michael, David Bowie. Oh yeah, that that one messed with me a bit. Well, let's be honest. 2020, we got Eddie Van Halen and uh, Neil Peart. Oh yeah. Uh, Matt Young, Emily, his wife said Luke Perry. That's another one. Yeah. Very uh, took me back a little bit too. I mean, Luke, he a little little older than us, but again, there's that kind of childhood young. Nine oh two one oh tie. All right. The man still looked still looked ten years younger though. You gotta hand it to him. Yep. Blake Kibler, Stephen King. What? I thought Stephen King was still alive. Stephen King's alive, isn't he? Yes. There was Blake messing with oh he's saying that when he passes away, oh, it's gonna okay. nah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Blake, I thought that. you were breaking news on us, man. I was about yeah. to uh, yeah, that would have yeah. been a... uh for, uh, for how William knows oh, the Beach Boys when he passes. They, they, they know my love of the Beach Boys and my feelings about the Beach Boys, yeah. Blake, gotcha, Claire. Blake. Yeah. Sorry, Blake, we're a little slow. Uh, and my wife professing her love for Ricky Phillips as she always does. Lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, good, good first topic there. So, uh, Todd, you're in the... Uh, middle seat here hold on <laughs> topic Not chili good. let's talk about chili again <laughs> we probably could a lot of comments about that let, let me edit that so uh todd you're up topic all two. right well we started off a little uh a little on the downside but good topic uh anywho so i thought maybe it would lighten things up a while back we did a uh, uh list of the world's dumbest animals <laughs> and uh that proved to be quite humorous, at least to us. And uh, gold, 
<laughs> so I, I thought, what else could we do that would be similar? So what I have found here, and I'm going to count on you guys, uh, Eric. I'm assuming mostly you here as the uh, as the tech guru uh, to bring up some pictures of these animals. But I have a list of the 20 animals with completely ridiculous names. <laughs> so I'm going to read the names and then uh, read about them. And then, Eric, you can throw up uh, on the screen any of these uh Please don't throw up on the screen. Yes, don't throw up on the screen. Number one of 20, the Wonderpus Photogenicus. Uh, The Wonderpus Octopus's scientific name, Wonderpus Photogenicus, alludes to its fantastical appearance. Wonderpus is a combination of the German word wonder, meaning miracle or wonder, and the English octopus. Photogenicus refers to the octopus's photogenic nature. These octopuses have rusty brown skin covered in white blotches which form patterns that are unique to each individual. As the Wonderpus octopus ages, these patterns become more elaborate. Wonderpus photogenicus is also known for its ability to change its skin patterns and shape to evade predators, either by blending in with its surroundings or by mimicking a venomous animal. So there is the Wonderpus photogenicus. It is quite photogenic. It is. It's a I feel like breaking creature. into Oasis, he's going to be the way one and after us... He's a wonder pus. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, wonder pus, that just kind of sounds like a, um, it'd be an amazing cartoon or comic book character. Wonder pus. Photogenicus. That or a gladiator. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Number Very two. Cool. Spiny lump sucker. The spiny lump sucker. Members of the fish family. Cyclopteridae are known as lump suckers because they are spherical in shape, resembling a lump of flesh, and have modified pelvic fins that act as adhesive discs aligned to suck on surfaces such as rocks and remain attached. Some species of lump sucker are also covered in spines, leading to some pretty funny names such as the Atlantic and Pacific spiny lump suckers, and even the Andrushev's spicular spiny pimpled lump sucker. <laughs> It, he looks a bit surprised. <laughs> he looks like, are you photographing me? Um, spiny lump sucker, that sounds like something Yosemite Sam would call Bugs Bunny when he was angry. <laughs> <laughs> you root dude, spiny lump sucker. <laughs> that, that was outstanding. That was, yes. Um, oh. That last one, though, I don't, I don't. There's going to be a lot of words in these that I read incorrectly, so uh, appreciate a little, le- uh, a little lenience there. But Andre Andreashev's spicular, spiny, pimpled lump sucker. Now that's a mouthful. It sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> now, uh, Todd says, or uh, Matt says, Manor puss like he likes pancakes. <laughs> yeah. And Jeff Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Number three. Pleasing fungus beetle. The pleasing fungus beetle. He's a pleasing fungus beetle. <laughs> He's a pleasing fungus beetle. The beetle family, er- Erotilidae, whose members are known as the pleasing fungus beetles, contain over 15 genera and over 2,000 different species. Uh, the fungus part of their name derives from their tendency to feed on fungus, though some species also eat plant matter. Most species are pleasing because they are generally harmless to humans and may even act as pollinators. 
However, not all species live up to the aspect of their name, as some pleasing fungus beetles have become notorious pests. It's pleasing to the eye. I was going to say, very pleasing to the eye. Very decorative. Yeah. It kind of has the same coloring as the uh, old Wonderpus. <laughs> Wonder beetle. Wonderpus. Uh, Wonderpus. Activate. Wait till you see this silly looking thing. <laughs> the... The pink fairy armadillo. The pink fairy armadillo, also known as man, I'll never <laughs> pick pick is the smallest armadillo species in the world with a length of three point five to four point five inches and a weight of around four point two ounces. Their small stature might explain the fairy part of their name, and the pink part is derived from their pinkish shell and lightly colored fur. Endemic to the sandy and grassy plains of central Argentina. The pink fairy armadillo is rarely observed by humans. Due to the lack of data on population numbers, scientists are unsure of the armadillo's conservation status. But the species is threatened by climate change, poaching, and attacks from domestic animals like dogs. I would think that thing would be in, uh, uh, in danger from every single thing on Earth. Um, it, it looks like a hamster with shingles. <laughs> Like an armored hamster, like when the hamster in the ball gets mad and armors up, like a hamster dillo. <laughs> hamster dillo. Yeah, I tell you, it does look uh, to me. Yeah, Richard Gear better stay away from that little guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Howard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mo moving on. <laughs> I think I made a Richard Gear joke the last animal list we talked about. I think so. So Just, seriously though, that thing back that thing's three and a half to four and a half inches long and weighs four and a half or four point two ounces. Why is it only first off, poaching? Poaching. Who is gonna poach that? I think you'd step on it. Instead of coach purses, they want to poached pink fairy armadillo purse. Uh, I, you know, I, I could see some, you know, like Manhattan socialite lady who's about 80 years old. Oh, I don't want several or make. Give me the pink fairy armadillo. You know, and why does your Manhattan lady have a, a very bad British accent? Because she's pretentious like that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's quite a little creature there. All right, number five Raspberry Crazy Ant. Raspberry Crazy Ant. <laughs> Maybe red like a raspberry, but that's not how it got its name. This ant species is named after the Texan exterminator Tom Raspberry, who first noticed the ant's increasing presence in Texas in 2002. Originally from South Africa, the raspberry crazy ant has become an invasive species in America, slowly spreading across Texas and Southeast United States. These ants are known to chew, their, chew through electrical wires, causing short circuits, and are unaffected by most pesticides and ant baits, contributing to their invasive presence. Wow. It's the kind you find in a secondhand store. <laughs> I was working part-time at a exterminator. Number... Man. Yeah, that thing's a creepy little dude. Yeah. I don't like... I don't like... Never mind. Number six. <laughs> satanic leaf-tailed... Sorry. Satanic leaf-tailed gecko. Satan? 
The satanic leaf-tailed gecko has a flattened tail that really does look like a leaf, which explains why it's called a leaf-tailed gecko. The satanic part of its name is more ambiguous, but may derive from the unsettling nature of its strange appearance. However, this gecko's unique appearance is valuable to its survival, serving as a form of camouflage that allows it to hang from the branches of trees and appear to nothing more to be nothing more than a leaf. Satanic leaf-tailed geckos also hunt exclusively at night, feeding on insects like crickets and flies. Wow. It looks that like a, a dragon. Now, Howard has a question. I don't know if it is that about the uh, the previous animal or this one. Do they make a some onomatopoeia there? Or is it <laughs> um uh, yeah, didn't Ozzy Osbourne make a song, Mr. Gecko? <laughs> I I think I was, it says, however, this gecko's unique appearance is valuable to its survival, serving as a form of camouflage that allows it to hang out in hell is what I would say, because that's why it's probably <laughs> called a satanic uh, leaf-tailed gecko. That thing looks very uh, evil. It, it, it kind of reminds me of a kid that was in third grade with us. Like the fruits. The eyes. Of the, of the devil. The devil. Yeah, that thing looks pretty satanic. I get, I yeah, get, yeah. I, I get what Howard's saying now. The, the raspberry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> oh. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it'd be hard to, to spell. <laughs> uh, seven of 20. Tasseled Wabagong. The tasseled Wabagong is a species of carpet shark. <laughs> Uh, sorry. With an appearance that's almost as strange as its name, it can grow up to six feet long and has a flattened body covered in colorful blotches that act as camouflage when it rests against the coral on the ocean floor. However, the shark's most defining feature is the fringe of dermal lobes that surrounds its head. These Her lobes resemble a series of tassels, hence the first word in the name, tasseled wabagong. The word wabagong, an Australian Aboriginal term that translates to shaggy beard, also refers to the appearance of these lobes. And okay. every okay, Howard, no comments on college girls and carpet sharks. <laughs> I uh, now everybody, every bearded man I see, I'm going to uh, talk about the nice wabagong. Um, the tasseled wabagong is that because of the anti um, nudity ordinances? It can't be fully nude wabagong, so it has to be a tasseled wabagong. <laughs> Although Howard does say Gene Simmons calls his tongue a satanic gecko. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, that's a scary-looking critter right there. The, uh, and it's, it's a shark. I mean, it's like, it doesn't look like a shark. No. It doesn't look like a carpet either. <laughs> but it does look like a wabagong. But it does look like a wabagong. All right, next on the list, Hellbender. You can see, if you look on Facebook, you can see Kelly's... Uh, comment. I'm not going to put it up on the screen. <laughs> I'm going to leave that on the room. Uh, for time's sake, I'm going to have to, I'm going to say these, but we could, we could skip reading about them. Uh, uh, the, uh, you can still look it up if you'd like to show a picture, but uh, number eight is the Hellbender. I think I've heard of the Hellbender before. Salamander, it's, uh, isn't it? Salamander, yeah. It's actually the uh, uh, fourth largest salamander in the world after the South China giant salamander, the Chinese salamander, and the Japanese giant salamander. Next on the list. There's your salamander. There it is. 
Also, with that orange and dark, like that's a that's a common theme amongst these animals is the orange and dark coloring. Who day? Uh, nine of twenty. A chicken turtle. Chick- a chicken turtle. Yep. Uh, I can just see it in a shell going. <laughs> Endemic to the southeast United States, used to be a popular source of meat. It supposedly tasted like chicken, a trait that led to its name. <laughs> The turtle is also known for its long neck, which usually ap- approaches yeah. the length of its shell and enables it to quickly strike at prey like insects, frog, or fish. Fist. <laughs> Fist. <laughs> wow. The chicken turtle. It's kind of chicken confusing. turtle. Uh, it is confusing. Hellbenders reside in Brush Creek. Really? That? Really? They have hellbenders in the area. Kind of sounds like a cult. Becky says it's also a wine in Gatlinburg. So, whatever, whatever that's worth. Does it taste like a hellbender? The wine? Hellbender P. <laughs> sounds like a like a playground insult. Why don't you just go go drink some hellbender P? You <laughs> smell like hellbender P. Yes. Number ten, the star-nosed mole. I've seen the star-nosed mole before. I think we had about the star-nosed mole before. Yes, we it's have. A, it's uh it gets, star-nosed mole gets its name uh, from the bizarre-looking star-shaped nose. Uh, which is the animals we talked about? It might have been, which is specially adapted for speedy foraging. We must be speedy when we forage. The, the nose consists consist of 22 appendages oh. that are covered in almost 25,000 tiny sensory receptors called Imer's organs. Five times more touch sensitive than the human hand, and more touch sensitive than any other mammal's touch organs. Uh, in fact, the star-nosed mole's Imer's organs are so effective at detecting food that the mole can determine if prey is edible in only eight milliseconds and consume its prey in less than a quarter of a second, making it the fastest wow. foraging mammal on Earth. That is a fast forager. Next to a teenager, I just say, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's quite an ugly. Uh, it's quite an ugly mole there. Number 11, the red-lipped batfish. <laughs> you got to see a picture of this thing. <laughs> it looks like a regular batfish in drag. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you see the picture and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Now I see. I do, I... <laughs> Is that a good ex- description of it, Eric? <laughs> it looks like the Miss Doubtfire fish. They're like it. See if you can find a different. Like the picture I have shows it. It has like legs. It, it's standing on its legs. Maybe this. Net? Maybe the one on the far right corner down there. You, like maybe this one. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm too sexy for my lips. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, it's... I guess I could read about it. It's one of the strangest-looking fish in the sea with a face that looks eerily human. Uh, bright red lips and pectoral fins that resemble bat wings. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen the movie Waiting, uh, that, that term yeah. bat wing takes on a whole new... Uh, uh, the reason for it is this animal's distinctive red lips, which are absent in other batfish species, see... Uh, it's, un- it's unclear, but some scientists believe that these lips allow the fish to better identify each other during spawning and uh, uh, 
whenever it's performing in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> Sam, looking good today. Thank you. Got my lips done. Time to <laughs> swim upstream. Sweet trick. Like, like Jimmy Durante. <laughs> yeah, it, it does very much. Twelve of twenty. I know. I think this is on the uh, dumbest animals. The goblin shark. Yeah. Uh, we'll yeah. Get past that. Thirteen. Hummingbird hawk moth. That sounds like a mistake. <laughs> it's named after two different birds, obviously, but it resembles a hummingbird far more than a hawk. Is it uh, a bird? Hummingbird hawk moths have long proboscises. Is it a plane? They have long proboscises that resemble the long beaks of hummingbirds, and just like hummingbirds, use these proboscises to feed, sucking nectar from flowers while they hover in midair. Uh, furthermore, furthermore <laughs> hummingbird hawk moths produce an audible humming sound, just like hummingbirds. <laughs> I'm floating in midair. Midair. Outside. That's a that's a cool looking little guy. It is. It's just unfortunately why, named. Why, why does your hummingbird reading voice have a pretentious British accent? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's related to the Mothman. I don't know. Uh, for Leafy Sea Dragon. That sounds like a codename for marijuana. <laughs> Howard, Howard said about the previous uh, animule. Does sound like a 15th level Marvel superhero. All right, moving ahead quickly. The 15 of 20 on our list, Frilled Necked Lizard. Uh, I think we've talked about these before, but I don't know that that was the name of them. Um, so is it a frilled neck lizard or a frilled neck lizard? It's it's frilled necked lizard, <laughs> hyphen between frilled and necked. Oh, necked. Okay. Frilled necked lizard. Ranger Dan, this big dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there he is. Didn't I know we talked about Newman, Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, these dudes, uh, they they will also spread out their frills to intimidate each other while fighting over mates or during during territorial disputes. Gosh, don't you wish that was just in high school? You know, you wanted to ask a girl to dance, and your friend was going to, so you just start going. <laughs> You know, you didn't have to fight or say a word. You just, just neck throw out your out. neck. <laughs> Back off, she's mine. Number sixteen, the mustached puffbird. Mustache. The mustached puffbird is called a puffbird because it looks plump, round, and puffy. <laughs> Thanks to its short tail and fluffy feathers, it also has a small tuft of white feathers around its beak that resemble a mustache. Hence, the mustached qualifier. These mustaches are more prominent in male than in females, and the species is closely related so. to the similarly named white whiskered puffbird, which also <laughs> sports a white mustache. <laughs> you white whiskered puffbird! <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing, man. Is, is that the uh, next Yosemite Sam? Uh... <laughs> Go ahead, Brady. Wait a minute. Okay, what's it called again? A white the whiskered puffbird. What well, damn it, you white whiskered puffbird! You varmint! You rascally critter thing! Got three more here. Or is it a Joe Biden insult? <laughs> That's what I was going to say earlier. Dog face pony boy. Dog face pony uh, soldier. Pony soldier. 
Don't be political. Huh? I said, don't be political. 17 of 20. Ice cream cone worm. This really? thing looks absolutely foul, this picture that I have. <laughs> Aquatic worms in the family pectin, pectinaride, pectinaride live inside tubes that they assemble from grains of sand and oh. shell fragments. The worms secrete a glue-like substance from specialized glands that they then use to stick pieces of sand and shell together, forming a mosaic pattern that eventually becomes a tube large enough to house the worm. These tubes have a striking resemblance to ice cream cones, earning these worms the nickname of ice cream cone worm, although they are also referred to as trumpet worms since their tubes are shaped like trumpets. How, so that is how, the tube. How does that look like an ice cream cone? I was going to well, say, if you've eaten an ice cream cone that looks like that, <laughs> you're eating at the wrong place. Oh, man. But, Eric, see if you can find a picture of the worm because I have one just that same picture, but the worm is beside it. Like That's the, that's the cone or the tube. Here you go. Right, this one over here is the worm, like the one over. Oh, you can't see what I'm pointing at, but all the way to the. There you go. That's the worm. Yeah. Looks like a. Looks like a. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it should be called the Cholito worm. <laughs> oh, don't mess with my head and. Uh, and that looks like a uh, uh, deformed alf snout. <laughs> Yeah, I've not seen any elves that look like that. <laughs> I said deformed, damn it. All right. Ooh. 18, the strange-tailed tyrant. Now, that's a cool name. Tyrant. You strange-tailed tyrant, stand down. <laughs> it's a boyd. It's boyd. Uh, 19. Here you go. The fried, fried egg jellyfish. Not to Google. be confused with its scrambled cousin. Yep, sure. there's the uh, tyrant. There's the strange-tailed tyrant. <laughs> Oddly enough, its tail looks exactly like a feather you would just find laying on the ground. It's probably why it was tyrannical, because the rest of its tail would fall down. It looks like something... Its tail looks like something you would have on a roach clip you'd win at the Brown County Fair for hitting a balloon with a dart. <laughs> After you were hitting the leafy sea dragons. <laughs> Like you can have that that mirror of the three ladies in the bikinis in the back of the pickup truck, the poison mirror, or you can have that feather on a roach clip. You know, some beads. Or the airbrushed cowboy hat. <laughs> All right. Growl. So the fried egg jellyfish uh, gets its name from its strong resemblance to a fried egg served sunny side up. Each jellyfish has a bright yellow or orange dome that looks like an egg yolk surrounded by white or yellow ring that resembles an egg white. However, this is where their similarities to fried eggs end. While most fried egg jellyfish are less than 7 inches in diameter, they can grow to be up to 16 inches wide for larger than any fried chicken egg. Far larger than any fried chicken. Fried egg jellyfishes live in the Mediterranean Sea, and although they are considered a nuisance to swimmers and fishermen there, they may actually be beneficial to humans. Really? Um, yeah, those are, those are pretty crazy looking. Increase your cholesterol. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one on our list of uh, I can't even remember what this list was called now. Animals with stupid uh, names. Stupid names. The most ridiculous names. The screaming hairy armadillo. <laughs> I think I had him as a referee in basketball back in high school. <laughs> <laughs> screaming hairy armadillo. So, 
Uh, the screaming hairy armadillo is far hairier than most other armadillo species. Well, <laughs> duh. It has thick, long, bristly hairs all over its body, even on its shell. It's kind of cute. That's a you baby. Know, it's Try harmless, like I have to say. If you can find it an adult. Uh, Let me see if I can find an adult. The there being an adult. No, I think that's just a regular old generic say, armadillo. That just looks like an armadillo. No, this an armadillo. This thing here. Uh, <laughs> keep keep scrolling because this this picture I have, he's quite hairy. He looks like a mixture between a uh, an ant an anteater and uh, armadillo. <laughs> looks strangely like Here's one. former president. There we go. Taylor. There we go. So, there the qualifier is. screaming refers to the armadillo's tendency to loudly squeal when handled by humans. Wee! <laughs> what was that? <laughs> well, you know, armadillos are usually like, they say that they're close to the roads and everything. I could just say, like, hey, I'm walking here! <laughs> you know? Screaming armadillo, slow down! Well, that one does look old and cranky. Remind yeah. that scene in Fletch 2, which was devoid of many good scenes, but uh, the guy had, he said the guy had the, what was it, the mosquito in his ear, and he had to get close to the floor and go, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. This is classic. That's my list. All right. Brilliant. Outstanding. All right. Wonderful. Wonderpus. Okay. <laughs> Topic two. Now we're on to my topic, topic number three. And again, as we always know on this game, on this show, I'm a, uh, a game show host in training. Game shows are making a comeback. Nice. I hope to land one someday. Mm. So I will moderate a game. Gain. Gain. Called the chicken or egg game. The chicken turtle or or uh, what was the one thing? The egg. Uh, uh, the egg uh, jellyfish. Yeah. No. Fried. Yeah. Fried egg jellyfish. The chicken turtle or the fried egg jellyfish. Gain. Gain. All right. So, very simply, the uh, object of the game is to you two play for points and you tell me which thing came first. So uh, you historians can tell me which thing came first. So Interesting. As always, we drew straws backstage or we drew uh, ice cream cone worms backstage, Brady. Yes. You will go first. So here's how this here's how this works. So Brady, you go first, and I'll give you the uh, the two things. You can either choose one or the other. Obviously, as to which came first, Todd, you can dispute or okay. you can challenge uh, his choice. If you win the challenge, you get the card. Brady, if you get the point, you uh, you get the card. So uh, I guess we'll score points since I can't send cards across the interwebs. All right. So, Brady? Yes, sir. Which came first? Oreo cookies or Girl Scout cookies? Ooh. Ooh. Oreo cookies or Girl Scout cookies? 
I am. My gut is telling me that in some shape or form, Girl Scout cookies in general have been around longer, but the Oreo probably just was called other things. I'm going to go Girl Scout cookies. Girl Scout cookies. Todd, do you uh, go along with that or do you do a challenge? Uh, I agree. I think the the uh, original, the, the Oreo idea, the, the Oreo makeup has been around longer. But I would say the brand, the, the, the Girl Scout cookies, has been around longer. So I agree with Brady. Okay. So the answer is Oreo cookies. Oh, man. Man. So no points for either. Sarah. Just your... Uh, As early as 1917, Girl Scouts began selling cookies as a way of financing troop activities. In the early years, Scouts baked cookies in their own kitchens. However, in 1912, Nabisco introduced the cookie with cream filling and two chocolate discs. Five years. 1917 versus 1912. Today, the Oreo is the best-selling cookie in the United States. So, Regular Oreos are dual stuffs. I believe we started with the regular Oreos and moved on to the dual stuffs. All right, Todd. Mm-hmm. Which came first? King Tut or the Sphinx? Man. I'm going to say the Sphinx. The Sphinx. Brady? King Tut or the Sphinx? I'm going to agree with Todd on this one because King Tut was a very inconsequential pharaoh, and I think the Sphinx was quite elderly in the old kingdom. It goes harkens back to the days of a pharaonic dynasty. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Sphinx. King Tut. So the answer is the Sphinx. Yeah, give me the points. King Tutankhamun is well known, not because his reign was of great importance, but because the tomb remained free from looting and still contained its resources when it was discovered in 1922. Just how old is King Tut? He's believed to have been to have ruled in the 1300s BCE. Whatever happened to be? What, where did this BCE come from? Why did we have to add the E at the end? Political correctness. I, what does he even mean? I don't even know. Era. Common era. Common before era. common era. Yeah, before common yeah. era. Yeah, it's been a while since I taught that content. I think they've added the E since I taught it. Yeah, it's been recently, yeah. Uh, compared to the Sphinx, however, King Tut is just a spring chicken. The Sphinx, built as a part of Khafra's pyramid complex, is believed to have been built around 2500 BCE. Dang on. So, uh, We're quite the Sphinxsters. <laughs> Brady, you're down 1-0, and it's to you. Which came first? Toilet paper sold commercially or dental floss sold commercially? (sighs) Toilet paper sold commercially or dental floss sold my gut is telling me that people needed to get things betwixt out from betwixt their teeth for a long time. And toilet paper was a relative afterthought. That's kind of they, one of the fancy they, things that the people on the hill had. 
They didn't need to get things out from betwixt their cheeks. Well, see, they had leafery for that. They had foliage for that. They had corn cobs and house pets. So, um, I'm kidding. Um, but I, I, I'm going to... You're going to wipe your rear end with your house pet? No, I, I just, you know, it, it kind of went back to that, um, to yeah, our... Uh, Richard Gear joke here. <laughs> well, no, I was actually going back to the uh, gummy bear, sugar-free gummy bear, like, you know, make sure you watch out for your pets and everything else. And But, um, no, I'm going to go dental floss because people needed to get things out between their teeth specifically, and there's really not a natural product that exists for that. I might be overthinking this, but I'm going dental floss. I don't know. Uh, I, I think that people have probably been breaking off pieces of tree bark for years and digging things out of their teeth uh, long it's before there was some people. That. <laughs> I, I, to be quite honest with you, I, uh, I don't know the, the harm or foul in disagreeing on every answer just in hopes of getting the point. Uh, Here, uh, Kyle comes up with a good, good point. And we, and we, we play this thing by ear as the, thank the, you, Kyle. Just to, so we'll let this answer go, and then if you challenge and you're correct, you will get the point as well as the person who answered. Okay, Kyle, you're not allowed to be smarter than the host, man. That's we can't have yeah. that nonsense. Right now, huh? yeah. <laughs> Actually, just joke. I was thinking something like that. You you worded it much better than I was able to on the spot, but um, I'm going to disagree. I think that there was something to uh, wipe the hiney before flossing the teeth. Now, the, the, the word here is commercial toilet paper. I think there was public toilet paper before then. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the answer is toilet paper sold commercially. <sighs> before it became you, available for sale in 1857, people used <laughs> – this is good. People used stones – sponges and their bare hands i was uh, actually going to i was going to make a bare hand joke when brady says you know there's there's whatever all the things you were saying i was going to say you have your bare hands stones sponges and their bare hands and other items used to perform the duties now carried out by tp you, you definitely didn't want to shake hands back then no uh and dental floss it wasn't until 1882 I like probably right, just so. used a piece of like cat gut or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I, 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 bull penis. I there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, who, who got that point? Todd, dude. Todd. Okay. So, Todd's up 2 0. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the Kyle King rule will go into effect. It will forever be known as the Kyle King rule. It will indeed. You you are uh, ensconced in time here, Kyle, with this rule. Okay. So, uh, Todd, which came first? Television instant replay or Polaroid instant photography? I'm going to say... Television instant replay or Polaroid instant photography? I'm going to say Polaroid instant photography. Polaroid instant photography. Brady? 
I was going to say instant replay. Um, because uh, even though like instant tryery could have existed, like instant replay, I don't think it would have taken much back then to like cut a piece of well, that wouldn't have been instant. Like to cut a piece of tape off and immediately replay it. I think yeah, you might have got me on top, but I- I'm still going to go with instant replay. Hey hey. <laughs> and the answer is Polaroid instant photography. Man, it's bloodletting. Something amazing happened during the Army-Navy football game televised on December 7th, 1963. On that day, Instant Replay made its debut. However, uh, Polaroid Instant Photography introduced the Instant Camera 15 years earlier. Oh, man. Shake it, shake it, shake it, shake it. So uh, I I was thinking of uh, the Kyle King rule here. Should we play this? And again, I get back to game shows. Should we play this like pressure luck where the person who chimes in, who buzzes in and gets the answer, gets two points. And the people who agree, if they get the answer, they get one point. How do All we right. chime in? Well, you don't. You just, oh, you just have okay. Question, but I got you. Anyway. I'm good with that. I'm All good right. with it. Sounds good. All right. Brady? Uh-huh. Payphones or the Yellow Pages? This one's going to come easy to me. I'm going to say payphones because if you didn't have a payphone, you really wouldn't need the yellow pages. So people had payphones and they needed like, oh, wait a minute. I don't know who to call. What do I need? I need yellow pages. So I think that's going to be payphone. Payphone? See, that that makes sense. But for some reason, I'm thinking the opposite. Uh, I'm thinking that you had yellow pages before you had payphones. Because uh, people had people needed yellow pages at businesses and things like that before, you know, with no need for payphones. Now the youngins may not know what uh, the payphone is. They might know what not know what yellow pages is. <laughs> now that there's Google, Google. Google. So I'm going with I'm going with yellow pages. Uh, Kyle King solved. <laughs> what was his rule? Kyle King's hey, rule where you aggressively agree with your opponent. <laughs> very good, very good, very good. I haven't agreed yet. I haven't agreed with my opponent yet. All right. So uh, Brady said the payphone. Todd said the yellow pages. Yellow pages. Oh, yeah. Published Gosh. in 1986 was a directory of business names and their phone numbers. The payphone in a Connecticut bank was first installed in 1889. So a mere two years or three years. Crap. Close. I still stand by my logic though. <laughs> All right. Brady, you're down four. Oh. Uh, you can get two points if you get this right. So, okay. okay. Which came first? CNN or the weather channel? CNN. CNN, he says with uh, great import. Emphasis. Emphasis. Todd, CNN or the Weather Channel? I aggressively agree. Aggressively agree. Kyle Kingsolver rule. (laughs) The KKR. Kyle Kingsolver rule and vote. Aggressively agree. And the answer is CNN. 
Yeah. Brady gets two for his correct guess. Todd gets one for his agreement, his aggressive agreement. <laughs> My daughter, Reagan, her uh, fourth grade teacher, um, fourth, fifth grade teacher, uh, referred to her as CNN because she always had the information about everything. It's cool. She was called CNN until she was in junior high. Uh, CNN uh, came on the air in 1980. And uh, the Weather Channel came on the air in 1982. Ooh, close. Right. Close. Todd. Yes, sir. Which came first? Band-Aids or Chapstick? Uh, Band-Aids or Chapstick? Band-Aids or Chapstick? I'm going to say that, and so, those are both the brands, right? It's, I mean, the bands, brand, Band-Aid and Chapstick is the brand, not the not the product. Uh, yes, we're talking about product names. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Sold as the product named Chapstick or the product yeah. name. Yeah, this isn't asking if bandages or lip balm was first. This is asking, Correct. yeah. Correct. Uh, I'm going to say that... I'm guessing like there would have been some need for uh, some usefulness for a company to start making Band-Aids before. Li- I- I'm going to say I'm not going to try to explain why I'm thinking. I'm just thinking Band-Aids. Band-Aids. Um, I'm going to aggressively agree because um, if it would have been not been branded, yeah. which came first, um, disposable bandages or lip balm, I would say lip balm came first. But which one was marketed as a septic disposable, yeah. non reusable bandit? I'm going to go band aid. I think there's more of a need for a branded. Yeah. The answer is no one gets a point. Chapstick. Oh, chapstick. Oh. By combining surgical tape with bandages in 1920, Johnson and Johnson came up with a product mothers across the world cannot live without band aids. In the 1880s, Dr. C.D. Fleet designed another must-have product, Chapstick. Uh, he also was good with that. He, didn't he design Animus, too? <laughs> Could be. Uh, he sold his product uh, to on his own to the public until 1912 when he sold the rights and recipe to Chapstick to another couple who were able to bring success to the product. So 1912 for Chapstick, 1920 for Band-Aids. Was his name Bert? Ha-ha. <laughs> So there was nothing about a war involved at all. I was wrong all the way, all the way around. There was not. Yeah. All right. So whose question is this? I believe it Brady's. is mine. Brady. So uh, the question for Philly cheesesteak lovers around the world, which came first? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't see it. There you go. Cheese Whiz or Spray Cheese? Cheese Whiz. Cheese Whiz? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Cheese Whiz came First, because it seems like there would not need to be as much processing or technology to make a somewhat liquefied emulsion of cheese. But spray cheese, to get it to spray, uh, I'd say that would take a little bit more engineering. So I'm going to go with cheese with Okay. Todd? I aggressively agree. Cheese was. Cheese was. I agree. <laughs> I agree. KKR invoke. <laughs> and the answer is indeed cheese whiz cheese was spray cheese also known as easy cheese was first served by nabisco 
1965. Cheese Whiz is a processed cheese spread, and it was first served by Kraft in 1952. Those Nabisco yeah. people. Yes, those national Some dandies. people. All right, Todd. Yes, sir. Or is our score? Todd is ahead. Cheesecake or coffee cake? Man. Staying, staying on the cheese yeah. bandwagon. Cheesecake or coffee cake? See, that's tricky because a cheesecake is a pretty straightforward uh, confectionery. But coffee cake, it seems like there's lots of things that fall in the coffee cake category. Pretty much anything with crumbs that fall all over the table when you're eating it is a coffee cake, it seems like. Um, I'm going to go cheesecake, though. I'm thinking, uh, I got just have in my head, like, old-fashioned, uh, fancy people eating cheesecake. I, I'm going to go against the green. I'm going to go coffee cake because cheesecake... You know, there's baking or there's refrigeration involved in a lot of things. A coffee cake you could have whipped up in the olden days without, you know, um, refrigeration or an ice box. You could just make the coffee cake like a strudel. I thought of that. I did think of the refrigeration aspect. Yeah. So I'm going to go coffee cake. Okay. Brady says coffee cake. Todd, you said cheesecake. cheesecake. And the answer is. score up the answer is cheesecake oh, nice nice the writer anthonesis is credited for with writing the first cheesecake greek recipe in 230 a.d although it's believed wow making cheesecake as early as 2000 bce wow it's believed that coffee cakes originated in germany and it was not until 1879 that coffee cake became a commonly used term Wow, the commonly see I commonly used term, but the object had been along around a long time. Are you are you disputing the chicken or the egg? <laughs> yes, the chicken I turtle am. or the fried egg? Uh, damn it! What was that thing? Jellyfish. Jellyfish. Yeah. All right, Brady. Yeah. Racquetball or tennis. tennis here's why it's played on grass it was originated in england where they could play on a lawn a racquetball court requires a certain structure and a very bouncy ball and i know that that bouncy rubber ball did not exist at least in europe until after the aztecs were discovered by the spanish conquistadors because they thought the rubber balls were possessed by satan when the so uh, for real are you they, shitting me i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 well when, when the spanish arrived and they saw the aztecs playing pocket which is a ball game made from naturally occurring rubber and it bounced higher than anything they would play with the inflated cow bladders in europe they thought it was possessed by the devil I just taught this in my class last week no, I'm, not, uh, yeah, I'm not i'm not i'm not disagreeing with you i am just wondering no, no, I'm being really serious. Boy, those North Adams kids get an outstanding education. My gosh. They do. All right. Uh, racquetball. I'm going to aggressively disagree. <laughs> aggressively disagree. You say racquetballs. Yes. Racquetballs. 
<laughs> we have a tie game. Oh yeah. my goodness. You know, I only went with that. I only went with that because after his uh, explanation of it in, in historical uh, uh, you trip back in time there, I, I thought it would be great if he's wrong about this. <laughs> so we have. See, I kind of muddied the waters. I was messing with your head because that sounds so outrageous like it's made up, but it's true. It's true. All right. So eight to eight is our Man. score. Man, Sudden death. No, Todd, Todd, Todd ends around here. Shoots and ladders or Candyland. Shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders. You say that with great confidence. No, hang on. Um, I was just repeating them. Shoots and ladders. Candyland. 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 Man, I, uh, I'm going to say chutes and ladders. Chutes and ladders. I, Brady? I, I'm going to go with... I don't really have a big reason. It just seems like Candyland came from somebody's imagination sooner. You know, if you kind of think of that Alice in Wonderland-ish kind of thing, or Wizard of Oz-ish kind of trippy thing, I'm going to go with Candyland. Candyland. Chutes? Ah! With the game concept originated in ancient India as Snakes and Ladders, and it made its way to England in 1892 before becoming the game of Shoots and Ladders. Milton Bradley in America pioneered Candyland in 1948. Why wow. they changed the name? That would have been a terrifying game as a Ute. Snakes and Ladders. I'm tired of these mother bleeping snakes and these mother bleeping ladders. <laughs> All right, so I I propose our final round here as being a round that you bet. So Todd, you have ten. Like final yo party. Yes, final yo party. So, do you each have something to write with? I guess. All right, you can bet any number of your points on this question. Okay, I've written down my number. Todd, you tell me when you've written yours down. Hang on a minute. Damn ink pen. All right. Okay. You've written your number down? I have. Okay. I'm, I'm putting my pen down. So do I have to write my answer down too, or do I just write my number down? Just, just, just your number. Well, you can write your answer down. That'd be fine. Okay. Be fine. okay. I'll, I'll, I'll put it up here on the screen. Blow pops. Or Tootsie Pops? Ooh. Blow Pops? Or Tootsie Pops? I'm having ink pen issues. What other kind of pen is there? That's not you, but that's kind of like one of those codfish kind of statements. <laughs> uh, while you're writing, uh, my sister-in-law, Rhonda, says useless knowledge at its finest. Yes, it is. You always learn something on this show. Especially Brady's outlandish. I would say, if you're talking about Brady's cat gut rant and uh, cow <laughs> stomach. Cow bladder and rubber Cow ball. bladder. Kyle King celebrating the Kyle King rule. No lead is safe. Indeed, Kyle. With the Kyle King rule in effect. All right. Brady, we'll start with you. Okay. Bro pops or Tootsie Pops, first of all, what was your wager? 
Don't you want to know my answer first? Okay, let me hear your answer first then. I said Tootsie Pop. Tootsie because Pop. the Tootsie Roll, I think, had been around. And I think that it just seemed like natural to put a confectionery sheath around it. <laughs> and um, since it already existed, and it, I, I don't know. I, I, I had no reason except, you know, and the commercial's been around for uh, how many licks does it take to get to the one. One, two, <laughs> three, three. So I said Tootsie Pop. Tootsie Pop. Your wager? Don't you want to know what Todd's answer is? <laughs> uh, Who's hosting this game, Brady? Exactly. I'm at, okay. Do you want to know? I, I want to know your wager. Don't diss the host. We need to know your wagers. <laughs> we need to create wow. the... Fine. Yeah, I Richard said, Dawson wouldn't have put up with this crap. Exactly. I know you're, you're with Raymond Burr. You're 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 all whited oh, out there. Right. Yeah, it's Thor. 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 One or two, three or four. four. All right. Is it my turn? It is your turn. All right. So something you said there is that Tootsie Rolls have been around forever, but have they been around been around longer than gum? And chewing, chewing gum. So I'm going to say, because I think chewing gum has been around longer than Tootsie Rolls. But we're talking chewing gum with a confectionery sheath around it. I know, but the confectionery... Sure English person put some rock candy around some chickle back in the day. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going with blow pops because I, I, I was using the same line of thinking, but I was thinking gum has been around longer than Tootsie Rolls. I'll uh, give you that. Gum has been around for longer. And I also... I don't think you're going to be able to see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Four points. Four points. I had five at first, and I scribbled it out at four before I put my pen down the first time, by the way. In all uh, transparency. Okay, your, uh, your final chicken or egg answer. You like that? You like I did. That was weird. Tootsie Pop. Yeah. Oh. Brady wins twelve to six. Ooh, Man, he came from behind. Now, now this this is amazing to me. So, uh, Brady, you and I seems like we should remember this. In the early nineteen seventies, Charms Candy Company created the Charms Blow Pop. Yeah, the first lollipop with bubble gum in its center. In nineteen eighty eight, the Charms Candy Company was sold to the Tootsie Roll Company which had been manufacturing Tootsie Pops, lollipops, with chocolate-flavored co- chocolate Tootsie Rolls in the center since 1931. Wow. Wow. So not, not even close. So Brady yep. storms back. Well played. With the help of the Kyle King rule. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Todd. Todd. Says that there's a pox on your house, Brady. You moosh-nashed puff bird. <laughs> <laughs> you whiskered uh, barman. Another. Uh, you red-lipped batfish. Rhonda, Rhonda says, "Way to go, Brady." Carpet shark. <laughs> Howard, Howard did Joy's our minutiae. So thank you. 
And again, the power of the Kyle King rule, no lead is safe. Kyle, uh, I, I think Kyle, it, back in one of our earlier episodes, if Kyle, if you're still listening, I, uh, I told a story about a good memory that I have with you, Kyle, and that is uh, uh, you and another friend of ours was over at my house, and we d- we decided we would see what would happen if we took a one of those logs of cookie dough like you buy and just throw the whole thing in the pan without cutting them into actual cookies, just put the log in the pan. And uh, it ended up being one of the, that being one of the best desserts ever. Log in the pan. It, was, it was essentially the outer shell was cookie and the inside was cookie dough. And it just kind of volcanoed. It kind of just like erupted down and made a misshapen confectionary treat. I think of that song. You put the pine in the coconut. Yeah, I had forgotten it. Do, does Charm still sell those flat oval suckers? Yes. Charm Pops, yes, they do. Yeah, you can see them like Valentine's Day. They'll be heart shipped and stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, you yes. wonder, Puss Photogenicus. Country song, Log in the Pan. Log in the Pan. All right. Gentlemen, good times as always. Gentlemen, schmittlemen. All right, we'll do the housekeeping duties again for the 13 people who are still with us. Find us on anchor.fm backslash play by your podcast. If you want to access our prior episode catalog, uh, audio style. Also on Spotify, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the iHeartRadio app. And most anywhere you find your podcast and while I'm thinking about it, please, uh, if you would, uh, wherever you get our podcast, be it on any of these outlets or well, I'll talk about YouTube here momentarily, uh, give us a review and you can do that on Facebook. A good one. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> please. Without saying, please give us a good review. Um, of course, Apple takes those things pretty seriously and you can give good reviews on Apple when you get moved up on their little food chain, whatever that works. But uh, Do we have any reviews at this point? We have some. Okay. I didn't, uh, yeah. I thought we, I thought we did. So uh, please, please review us. So certainly on the YouTube, if you re- give us good reviews there, we get moved up in their algorithm somehow. So, uh, you might have mentioned this. I might have blinked out while you were saying this, but Facebook reviews as well. Yes. Um, did is. you mention that? Yeah. Definitely a, rec- a recommendation slash review on Facebook, please. Yes. Uh, video, YouTube, search Play It By Your Podcast. Follow our channel there. You can get uh, notifications when we, we're certainly broadcasting to YouTube at this point, as well as Facebook. And you can find our uh, video episodes there as well. On social media, on Facebook, at Play It By Your Podcast, Twitter. And we'll get that uh, a. Uh, what, what they call their little video thing. I, I forgot. It just flew out of my ear. Uh, that, that thing that comes up out of the submarine. The Periscope. Periscope. There you ah. go. Periscope. <laughs> Got to get that going, too. Uh, but Play It By Your Pod, too, is our Twitter handle. At uh, Play It By Your Podcast on Instagram with underscores between all the words. Interact with us by email. Play It By Your Podcast 2020 at gmail.com. Leave a voice message. Click the link at your podcast provider. You can leave a voice message there. I had a voice message in a while. No, we have not. Uh, but we do appreciate all the comments here. Mm-hmm. I do want to go back to the comments. Uh, Howard says cherry flavored. Uh, they still sell those suckers. And thank you. Uh, enjoyed. Uh, t- Kyle enjoyed also. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, yep. thank you guys. 
we need three matching tattoos of our logo. <laughs> How do you know we don't already have them? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, this is a this Thank is a you, Kelly. here we would show. Thank you, Kelly. Oh, yeah, I love the show. Thank you, Kelly. And uh, let me get back to the housekeeping here. Again, you can interact with us. I click the link, podcast provider. And uh, we, we will uh, come back one more liver. time. People Sorry, Eric. Liver. Um, again, you do have the opportunity to click the link at uh, at your podcast provider to help support what we do here. Um, we, do have, <laughs> we do have some expense. Come on, I'm making a plea for money here. <laughs> you harlot. You <laughs> lady of the night. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there are some expense expenses to what we do here including the software that you're watching us on um again if if each of you just a dollar a, a dollar a day I, I need some of that some of that music in the background that they play that's like, where's sally struthers when you need her yeah. <laughs> a dollar a day <laughs> that's what i'm like Catherine hepburn i was gonna say <laughs> uh, anyway you can click that link you can uh, uh give a donation to our show. We I need some sad-ass dogs or something in the background. <laughs> See, I was about ready to make a Sarah McLaughlin joke. I, I could share my screen, put a sad-ass dog up there. <laughs> <laughs> right, but again, those links do, uh, do exist there at your podcast provider. If you like what we do here, uh, we'll take any any help you can give us to help with our expenses. But, uh, do you want to make money? <laughs> well, uh, all right. Uh, thank you again, and yes, uh, you're, you've scared your daughter, Brady. I think so. So uh, yeah, she's beckoning me for bedtime stories. <laughs> yeah, you told some stories on this show. Let me tell you. Yes. All right. So uh, again, uh, join us next week. We're going to make this a habit on Wednesday evenings, and we'll put those out on Facebook, and you can join us. We again, we appreciate that. But uh, except so for next Wednesday. Except for next Wednesday, because Tom has a show, but we'll yes. do that Tuesday, right? That's what yes. we decided on. Yeah. Tuesday of next week, because I have parent teacher conferences on Thursdays. So can't do it Thursday, but yeah. Tuesday of next week, please join us. We'll figure it out. I have conferences that night, too. So, yes, Tuesday. How about that? All right. Exciting so, week. Yes. Uh, join us Tuesday of next week. Uh, catch our uh, audio being released on uh, maybe tomorrow, maybe Friday, but one of the two days here coming up. So, join us for episode 32 coming down the pike. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.